0: Year's podcast with Justin Alexio and and Jeremiah Watkins. Watkins. New episodes every every Wednesday. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, it's the Building Years. You're back here with uh, your main host, Jeremiah Watkins. And you're, damn it. Yeah, Justin always <laughs> says that he's the main host right. of the show. Uh, Beat him to the punch this time, though. He ruined my joke. It's okay,
1: though, because we got someone that's funnier than both of us this week.
0: <laughs> Whoa! Oh! I'm actually really excited to have this guy here. Uh, Justin didn't tell me who our guest was, and then, um, and then I was like, oh wait, for real? We we got him coming over. I was really excited. So uh, please welcome uh, our friend, uh, comedian, improviser, uh, writer, and so much more, uh, Gian Molina to the program.
2: That was an amazing intro. <laughs> Who recorded that? Like the Building Years podcast. Oh, that was me. That was awesome. <laughs> man.
0: Thank you. Hey, it's got some Garage Band skills. Garage
2: Band man, got some
0: Garage Band <laughs> skills up in here.
2: Turn turn us all into Kanye West with that shit. So all <laughs> right. Good what's up guys what's thanks, for, having me.
0: Yeah, dude, yeah. thanks for, uh, for coming over where uh, what part of town are you coming from
2: uh i was just having lunch up the street at tender greens tender nice.
0: greens i've yeah. been hearing i've been hearing more and more about that
2: is it dude, expensive it's kind of expensive yeah. but it's pretty awesome it's pretty awesome like it's 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 like high-end food served chipotle style okay so it's just really good really good food
0: I I uh, offered uh, to buy, buy my friend uh, lunch the other day and uh, he's like yeah okay we should go to Tender Greens I was like all right we can go to Subway or McDonald's <laughs> cuz I've got gift cards to both oh. from Christmas
2: <laughs> Dude, I I that happened to me just a couple weeks ago this girl who like is a friend of mine there's nothing sec- there's no sexual chemistry there's nothing like mm-hmm. may- will they won't they she's just a good friend of mine for a long time she's like hey i'm in the area let's meet up and so we met up and then you know we're just talking kind of catching up and then she's like hey i'm hungry you know i haven't been to stout in a while let's go to stout oh so i was like awesome let's go to stout and there's one up on uh ventura where we were hanging out i was like let's go so we go she's ordering beers or eating like we ordered dessert having the blast and then she's like you got this right what <laughs> was like did you just what <laughs> like my mind was just blown <laughs> Because, like, I'm not, like, well-to-do, but, like, you know, I, I calculate every fucking dollar. I oh, make. yeah.
0: And people who don't know who don't know what stout is, it's, like, this burger joint that's super high-end, and the burgers can be, like, around 20 bucks or something.
2: Yeah, that's, like, I mean, like, on, during happy hour, I believe they're, like, 10 bucks. Oh, that's good. And, and they're not, I mean, it's not that expensive, but she was ordering beers, and, like, <laughs> she, like, I don't drink, so, like, she orders beers, sam- a sampler thing, and dessert. <laughs> so, like, oh, wow. if you want to calculate my bill, it's, like... Fifteen bucks. Oh, the no. The book came out to 65. And she was. And she's like, oh, you got this. I don't have any money right now. <gasps> what? I was, oh, like, and I was there, like. And there was no <laughs> sexual chemistry. No. Like, no That's the worst. And, 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 I, and there's nothing like. Like, I, I don't want anything from her in that, in that sense. I mean, like, I almost was like, on principle, like. You gotta give me some, <laughs> <laughs> but like that's that would make me a fucking scumbag. Did you? So, so you paid for it? I had to. Oh god. Did did you put it on you there's credit? No, there's no. Yeah, I had to. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like and I just cleared. Like I just got in your credit card. Here, oh just, dude. I love paying debit. Debit is my friend because it's like keeps you honest. I mean, oh true. Was like, true. Oh, god damn it. Well, let's bring out the Mastercard. Did you uh? Go.
1: Did she ever? Treats you to lunch to no, pay
2: you back? She's like, <laughs> she's still like, she, I don't, she hasn't called me since, so it's like, she, she, so she guess she's treating me like every other girl Dude, that I think. you need also. to call
0: her up and be like, we should hang out and then you should pick a restaurant and then like, at the end, after you've ordered beers and cake and all this stuff, be like, <laughs> you got this right? Yeah. And then, and then just don't I, have your wallet on you and then be like,
2: and then we'll go to jail because you know what? <laughs> Guys always losing that. <laughs> we don't longer live in the days where it's like, oh, we all gotta wash dishes now. <laughs> <laughs> like you like you're,
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, like the sitcom, teller. you like, oh, like, oh, like the, like the Mighty Ducks, the style. Mighty Ducks. I was just <laughs> right? about to bring that yeah,
2: up, dude. It's like, oh no, we ate steak and shrimp and a huge cake. Let's wash dishes. All of them would have been kicked out of school <laughs> and gone to jail. In now, in now times, never. No one washes dishes. Like that yeah. would the hourly really rate alone wouldn't cover shit. <laughs> yeah, you'd be there all oh, day. Dude. Yeah. I'd have to work there for the entire week just to cover. Jesus something. Christ! <laughs> all
1: right, so let's uh, let's get into your backstory here. Where when did you move to L.A.?
2: Well, I, I grew up in L.A. I okay. went to school in Downey, California, which is a suburb in between Long Beach and. And LA. So, mm-hmm. like, it's, I believe it's still in, in Los Angeles County, but it's a really small little town. Um, it's, the borders are all the freeways. So, the 5, 605, uh, it goes to the 91 even, or the 91 already is, like, Bellflower area, and the 710. So, it kind of, like, okay. it, it's all in, in, if you look on a map, it's all surrounded by freeways. And it's, like, a little, nice little, very nice... Play oh, that's cute. Yeah, it is cute.
1: So then, when did you say you had started pursuing comedy like full time?
2: Um, I'd have to be uh, like, cause I was a musician first. So like, okay, you know, like what instrument? A, a drummer. I'm a drummer. Oh, sweet. Still play. Um, but like the first time I got on stage, that I knew like, oh, I like this. Uh, when I was in middle school, uh, there had this teacher named was Flowers. Who's the grossest woman? in the world. I was
1: gonna say that's a hot. Last oh, time. I was thinking you were gonna say she was the hottest. You're like, no,
2: she was gross. She's the grossest like woman alive. <laughs> I think she's dead now. To be honest, <laughs> of uh, course, she, like, she, she's she, probably dead. She like, died of
0: being too gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, didn't shower. Just you know, we worked at. A, we, I went to a Christian school. You don't have
1: any ill feelings about speaking ill about the dead. You just do it.
2: I don't know if she's dead or not. I just, I'm, I'm a man. I don't, I didn't, I just stated a, either of a, a possibility. He's I just saying on dead. Survival of the
0: Fittest Alone, yeah. she's I didn't, not alive. Yeah, exactly.
2: There you go. I didn't say like, I hope she's dead or fuck her because she's died. I'm just more just saying like, she's probably dead right now. You know, like, I'm 27 now. So it's like, you know, she's probably dead. All right. Um, All right. So yeah, so she, she, we were doing like the little school play and. The way she would pick parts, she'd be like, You read this, you read that. And she went around the entire class, and I was the stage manager. Because, you know, I was a little fat kid. So, like, she's like, Gihan doesn't look like any of these parts. <laughs> so, we'll just make him the stage manager. Uh, of and course. so, I was the stage manager for the freaking play. <laughs> everyone like, else had a part. Everyone else had a part. Even, like, little lines. And we this happened, and, like, I had to move sets and, like, <laughs> help paint. And, like, this is... Like that. <laughs>
0: yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> She's, just like, employing you to work.
2: Pretty much. Like, I was the only one. Like, everyone got to rehearse and, like... Like, while, while <laughs> the... It sounds so sad. It's a I, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I promise you I'm not trying to, like, paint my picture as a sad story. Even though, like, wait till the stories that I'm going to tell you later. That's <laughs> fine. Uh, like, no, like during like the big cast dinner I was still fixing the stage <laughs> so like my mom had to bring me like KFC or something like she brought me like food from home cuz like I couldn't eat with the cast oh and then God. and then like we had another show in the summer like before we went out of school and again they were like they gave me two skits it was me and the shortest kid in the school uh and we had we got to do two skits and then the rest was like move stuff (laughs) and you know like it it was like a series of sketches almost like like think of the audience as changing the channel and it's always like a new like bible theme sketch oh gotcha yeah yeah yeah. so they didn't know how to change channels like how to like represent the changing of channels so they had me go out (laughs) and just do something like tell the audience like i think what they wanted me to do was like change i don't like the channels change, and they wanted me like to show, but really all they gave me was like time to do something funny, right? And so I would go up, and then I would do something funny, like I would say something in a monotone voice or react to something that was just said, like in the scene, yeah. And I would get a, a ton of laughs. And I was like, "Oh wow, this is really cool. I like I like getting a response from the audience that I never had because I was a manager, like, right. like right. You're in you the know? back cleaning sets." And so, like, my mom was the first one I was like, "You know, you're really funny up there. Like, that's cool that they put you in the play this time." <laughs> <laughs> you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, like, mom, it was." <laughs> yeah, and so like it was it was sort of like, you know, the principal even was like, "Hey, you know, really funny," and he made me rap with him. <laughs> Principal's that was a always cool. in the rap. Yeah, he, he was a cool principal. I got to admit, but like, rapping, like, trying to do a rap with him was not the most popular <laughs> thing you could do. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, so, you know, I did it just because I, I don't care. And then I did, then I went over to uh, high school. I was like, well, I was in drama. You know, I painted sets. I might as well, I can do that. And then the drama teacher that I had in high school hated standardized uh, curriculums. Like, she was like, I hate that California wants me to teach this. So she basically taught us the Juilliard. Like, what you would get the first four years in Juilliard. Like, how to act and how to write, how to, like, like, we did radio plays. There's a lot of cool things that we did that, like, other drama students didn't get to do. Oh, yeah. And... It was my junior year that we started doing improv, mm-hmm. like short form improv. Like Who's Line sure. Is It Anyway? She loved Who's Line Is It Anyway and thought that improvisation was such a great skill. And so we would put on our own shows. We did we did a, a show every other week to raise money for the plays, and we got really good at it. It was just so much fun and so awesome. And then, did you guys
1: do bake sales?
2: No, we sold sweatshirts. Like she embroidered. Like <laughs> like it's a teacher embroidered on the side. She sounds like the
0: best yeah, drama teacher. Jesus.
2: Oh yeah, Miss Emerson. The theater's named after her. If you go to Warren High School, it's the Emerson Theater. Wow. Whenever though whenever I put it on resumes, people thought I would I came from Emerson, Boston. You went to Boston? Yeah. Uh. I never said, no, no, whatever. I did <laughs> you know, but like the plays were great. She was a great teacher and like we went to London and like did like you know a tour of London and saw plays in London like I I got a a great experience with her Uh, but the the college uh, Cerritos College uh, they would come and tour like the high schools in our area so like Warren Downey High School Gar uh, Millican like they would all tour those high schools and Mm -hmm. do improv shows so they would come and with our team they would interact we were the only team that they would kind of play with actively And I met, uh, to this day, he's, my, he's still one of my best friends. I met this guy named Ronel Chavez, who was like their Bobby Lee. A Super funny dude. Mm-hmm. And he, I think he wanted my girlfriend at the time. Like, I think he was <laughs> like, he had a crush on her, <laughs> it seemed. So I think that's what gravitated him towards us. Because we were like the two kids that like, wanted to hang out. And he took us to see Ultimate Improv in Westwood and kind of introduced me to Ultimate Improv because it's it was Ultimate Improv is like a small theater in Westwood, started up by JD Walsh and some other people from uh comedy sports and Annoyance and like you know, just other you know, people that kind of wanted to start their own theater. Matt Jones, uh Matt Young, oh, there's a lot of great people. Uh to give you an example of who's come out of it, Heather Campbell mm-hmm. yeah. came out of it. Uh, Jason Weiner who directs Modern Family. Okay. He took my first headshots. Wow. Yeah. So like that whole theater and like a lot of great... Mark McConville, who does uh, Super Ego podcasts. Mm -hmm. a A lot of awesome people. Matt Jones, you know, came out of there too. And so I started taking classes there and it was just awesome. Like I kind of stopped my high school social life and...
0: Just started focusing on yeah, improv and, and getting I started, into the I started, comedy world exactly. and all that stuff. Yeah. Kind of I mean, just went all in pretty much, it sounds like.
2: I did. Yeah. And I,
0: then after that, whenever you did that program, is that whenever you later went on to do like stuff at IOS and different stuff like that? Well, no.
2: Um I didn't go to I didn't go to I.O. until U C B came here.
0: Oh, okay.
2: When U C B came here, that's when we all sort of branched out. We had our own we built our own shows. Gotcha. Like the teams would go to Australia and New Zealand, like they got to go there. I would go to Wisconsin every year, uh, and perform out there with our sister theater, Atlas Improv. I when uh Heather and Dan Oster and Matt Jones would go to Amsterdam, I went and visited out there and got to play with Boom. Like and kinda oh, that's and dope. see what like the Boom Chicago like see what 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 they would do and it was just a really big eye opener. And I got to meet cool friends through that. Uh, when UCB came here, like oh no, the year before UCB came here, I went to New York uh, and lived in New York for a year. Oh okay, yeah. I, I was decided the UCB program. I there. wanted because I I was a huge fan, and to this day I'm still a huge fan of of their
0: uh, their form and everything like that. No, or? their
2: their sketch show. Oh okay, cool. Like I, I would just uh, even their name, the Upright Citizens Brigade. I just love. How that uh it just it sparks you could tell that those kind of people, like the Upright Citizens Brigade. You could tell what type of people they are. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like what what they were trying to like present. And I just love the name because it's so visual, I can totally I know they weren't like that. On the contrary, they tried to do the opposite. Uh but I loved it. I just love how you know they influenced me and I would watch their shows. I taped all the, that and the state were like my go-to comedy mm-hmm. things. And it wasn't uh, – I, I, when I found out that they had a theater, I was like, oh, I got to go. And I didn't pay for any of it. I kind of just like hung around and I met Ian Roberts and he kind of just let me sit in uh, to classes. And so I sat in through 101, 201, wow. 301. I, I, I had Amy Poehler. I kind of just like – they kind of just let me hang out. And I told them I'm from LA. I don't have money. And it was awesome. It was so great. And when I came back, uh, I heard there was a rumor uh, that they were building a UCB LA. And mm-hmm. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Yeah, And I was like, I already took it in New York. But like they were like already signing up for classes. And then... I didn't even realize it, but like a lot of my friends were already taking like Harrison brown uh the convoy guys were already like all attaching themselves to to u c b right uh and so it was really cool to like see that I didn't have the money still, so I just kind of like just went out to hang out at u c b but never really did shows uh it wasn't until like roberto Alomar, my team my main team from i from ultimate improv. Went to I O and then that's where we started doing a lot more. Mm-hmm. And then I sw- I met Colton Dunn, got to hang out with all these people, started meeting and performing all the time. And then you know little little you know little by little, just I started creating shows and writing shows, and it was cool. Like that's how I kind of like that's when it kind of kick-started. It sure, just, yeah. So about like oh oh five oh six is when. It, it kind of started all coming together, yeah.
0: kind of, and uh, now you're at the point with uh, improv, which is pretty cool, where uh, you do a lot of coaching, right?
2: Yeah, um, that's I mean, like a lot of like if you talk to a lot of UCB people that are on Herald teams, like they, the way UCB does it, they have a re- a list of people that are like are approved coaches, mm-hmm. and so there's a bunch of students that find these names on this list and like hire hire them you know who whoever's your favorite performer like who who would you want to be coached by, so they have that system. I started coaching at ultimate improv, mm-hmm. I ran the college team after my mentor uh mike o t left the theater to pursue other things uh and I would coach I was coaching there, so I'd weekly run the college team, and so that's kind of how I started teaching and and then i would teach in wisconsin and just kind of like feel that out and i didn't when i left ultimate improv i didn't want to teach for a while i just wanted to perform Mm -hmm. like i was doing ucb i was doing a bunch of shows second city i was just like my calendars would be full of shows and it wasn't until i really needed money like that, I was like, "Oh, I need something. I gotta, I gotta
1: start acting." Yeah, like,
2: oh, <laughs> you're always <laughs> acting. Let's just say that, and money's <laughs> not always there. Uh, and I kind of, I got this team together who needed a coach. I was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I'll meet with you guys once a week." I found out what the standard rate for coaching was was sixty dollars yeah. for a two to three hour session. Cool, let's meet up once a week. And then I built this team. And like we had a blast. Like it was, I I went from ground level zero and then now they're hosting their own shows right now. But like we went on a little tour to St. Louis. Oh, dope. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Like we, we, they got into the St. Louis Improv Festival. So we took a road trip up there and it was a lot of fun. And we did shows on the way. We did about eight shows and it was super fun. And I realized that like, as I was coaching these guys for a whole year, like kind of building that whole year, I kind of had all my philosophies of comedy kind of come to life. Sure. Like to set, like so almost like a, like well, this is how I feel and what I think goes into improv. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's like what I learned from UCB, a lot of it from experience on stage, from how I see writing influenced by improv and I kind of bring that all together, and this is how I, you know, I found my voice in it. That's cool. Yeah. So now, as I coach, I like building teams that I can kind of develop for like a long period of time. Yeah. So all my teams have been with me for a, a couple months now, and I just started a new musical puppet improv team, oh, which nice. is really fun. Yeah. But like, I like to have them at least a year, and then after that. Let them go do learn their from own thing. yeah, do their yeah. own thing, learn from someone else, figure it out. Yeah, but I, I, it's really cool to see uh, see them develop and to just not only and don't only focus on an improv show, focus as a team. Like, what would you want to do? Would you want to go on tour? Would you want to write a pilot? Would you want to write a sketch show? Like, yeah, go beyond just the improv show because the improv show will be there, and it's a good place to have. Uh,
0: it's a good springboard for, for other Ideas. Things. Yeah, for yeah. so ideas. And so and, yeah. if
2: you have that, what what's your main goal? If you want to be all actors, then maybe let's get together, film a reel for you. Like, yeah. It just beyond, like, improv should serve the actor, not the other way around. I don't think, like, improv is a god we all have to worship. And I feel like some people treat it that way. Mm-hmm. That's why sometimes, like, whenever we have those factions of, like, People at UCB saying "fuck IO" or or people at IO going "fuck UCB." I hate that. I hate that shit so much. Yeah, because we're all just trying to do what we love. Oh, totally. You know what I mean? And so there shouldn't be a, a clickiness or an exclusivity, or a "we're better than you." No, you should focus on your own show. Your own show is your is is the only thing that you have to kind of abide by. You can't just be like oh, risky performs at our theater now. So fuck all you guys. Right. No, Desirisky's doing their thing. They're doing their thing because they love it. And anyone who'll let them do it, that's who they're just going to, that's what they're going to perform. So you should do the same thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like none of this like negativity. There's enough negativity in Hollywood. Hollywood is a bullshit fucking town. <laughs> with.
1: Has it treated you ill?
2: No, it hasn't. But I, but it, it has, it hasn't, it hasn't. Like it's, like, Hollywood is the only place where you can read a breakdown that says fat, stupid slob, and I'll get excited because I hope that I get that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that doesn't describe me at all. Fat, maybe. But, like, like stupid slob, is like, oh, I can play that. Right. You know? Or, like, dumb whore. You know? Girl be like, I think I can play a dumb whore. Like, it's it's so racist, uh <laughs> Truthful. And and we accept it because when we get past the bullshit, we do what we're doing, what we love. Adding. Yeah, oh yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I mean. It's like, we it, it's a necessary evil that we face every day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if that's the case, if improv is a community that is supposed to support us, why would you introduce some negativity to it? Why would right. you add to the bullshit we already all face with every audition or... The breakdowns or the journey that we're in trying to be actors and writers, you know, like don't do it, you know, don't add to that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know if you remember this, but I was running a show one uh, I used to run uh, Saturday every other Saturday night in the Del Close Theater at Iowa West, mm-hmm. and you had an improv team that you were coaching in there, and uh, which team? It was a it was a brand new team that you just started coaching because uh, uh-huh. we, we talked like very briefly <laughs> about it and. Uh, they were bombing like so <laughs> hard and i and uh you looked at me and you gave me the motion like like the like like the like the, cut them the off. yeah cut them off you're you're like you go uh, you go kill the lights dude <laughs> yeah. and i was like they still got like they still have a little bit more time he's like no i'm going to talk to them outside <laughs> and i thought it was so funny because i was like I mean, all right. I'm glad that the coach is saying it and not the guy <laughs> yeah, run the show because I, I mean, I wanted to cut him, but I didn't want to be a dick. I'm like, eh, they still got like eight more minutes. <laughs> but, uh, but you're like, no, I'll go talk to him outside and we'll, we'll I'll, I'll let him know. Oh, like, we, we, they can learn like what they're doing wrong. And, oh, yeah. uh, uh, we don't, you don't need to waste the time in the show. I was like, perfect. Sounds good. Yeah. Oh, I think I
2: know who you're talking about. I'm not going to, I think I'm not going to name them. Oh, of like, course not. Just because. Oh, yeah you know whatever Uh, but it's yeah I I think that was my yeah I think that was I had two rehearsals with them and I knew that they were like I told them that they gotta get on their feet right away because they were scared of performing well yeah they Uh, were
0: the the kind of group that you could tell they were new because they were hugging the back wall and like at the beginning of scenes after like somebody would sweep the scene to initiate like a a brand new scene they'd kind of be looking at each other like who's gonna start this because I don't want to right yeah
2: um actually, two of them who left the team that the other the the other the other three stayed together, added two more members, and two of those did the miles Stroth workshop, and now they 're brilliant, oh yeah, I saw them do a two man uh deconstruction great, and they were ridiculously good like that's another thing like there's so many great independent stuff too like that's what i love that you don't need to join a faction just go where you can get better as a performer and i
1: yeah
2: i think i i do ucb do groundlings do io find your voice i have i kind of break down all the theaters and what they teach sure whenever I'm like you know I'm like where, where should i go i kind of have like well if you're this kind of performer you should go here if you're this kind of performer oh definitely definitely you should combine these two if you want this goal um I think one stop shop. Go to the Miles, and Miles Strath Heather Campbell, mm-hmm. Brian O'Connell workshops. Like those, they're just so good. I've seen them turn performers that are not, that are hesitant, that are wacky, but like they don't, they aren't. they do not to be assertive, and they're just. Oh like, yeah. my god! And, and
0: just transform into and, completely different performers. And the writing,
2: like. like if you go through Money Pennies and Heather Campbell's like sketch writing classes. Some of the writing, it's so brilliant that yeah. comes out of there.
0: So we've talked quite a bit about uh, improv in this episode. And uh, you've actually uh, – we usually do like – we're in about 27 minutes right now. We usually do around 30 minutes. But I want to talk to – we'll extend it a little bit. Uh, I want to talk to you about uh, some of the TV stuff you've done because you've actually done like a lot yeah. of cool uh, TV stuff. Um, so I wanted to talk to you about that. And then we'll wrap it up with a segment that Justin calls uh, Hollywood Bitch Slap. And it's about nice. – um, uh, you know, a time that Hollywood has bitch slapped you. Yeah. Uh, so we can ex- always,
2: always do a part two guys. I can come back. And, you, know, <laughs> you know, dope. I got more. I got more embarrassing stories.
0: <laughs> uh, so let's talk about some of uh, the. Uh, you just recently booked uh, a role in the middle, right?
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, congratulations
0: uh, on that. Thank by you. the way, you yeah. a, a
2: little co-star, a little fun, a uh, co-star. I play a food court patron. Heck yeah, dude. Uh, I love that. I mean, it was such a great way to start the year. Uh, you know being on set is such
0: it's fun man it's, it's i'm so great any time uh, i'm on set i realize like how fortunate and, uh, i am to just be pursuing this and yeah. i'm so grateful that it's happening like I agree. any time that that in a
2: writers on. room is always like oh shit dude
0: which Gian and I actually we 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 uh, me Lucas Dick, and Gian uh, we punched up a pilot and we we felt really good about it and then they were blatantly like nope. nope. <laughs> and we're like what like we shortened it like yeah. made less locations so it'd be less right. expensive put a bunch of jokes in there and they're just like no not we punched digging it. that
2: shit up really well like, yeah I, well I thought I was like I was, I felt really good I was yeah. like you know what this could actually be hilarious now yeah. Hey, but well that, that—that's up to the corporate. You yeah, it's up to man. the producers, all that stuff. We uh, did what they paid us to do, or not pay us to do. Exactly. and <laughs> And you know, they took it. It's up to them. We're going in another direction, which is not yours. It's like, okay. Well, I, 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 I talked to the producer that, and he said that, like, oh yeah, Lucas gave me their notes, and I couldn't read them, so I don't know. I was like, okay, dude, really. <laughs> Like, yeah, he blamed, he told me that too. I was like, huh? It's like really? that's kind of a cop out. It was a cop out because like three of us worked on it. We spent like, dude, we spent a couple hours at that
0: Starbucks. Yeah,
2: we were like like <laughs> at least three or four hours. we were
0: like, just, just being there, like obnoxious, like laughing loud. How and did all, they get you all guys the all? The, you guys worked for free. And, yeah, dude, this yeah. Hollywood, Hollywood. Yeah,
2: <laughs> your segment, Hollywood bitch lab. That happens every goddamn day. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you want to be in this thing? Copy meal credit? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> no, but yeah. like, uh, I, yeah, it just you know, every time I'm on set, the thing that it makes all those trials and tribulations and bullshit you go through, sure, worth it. Like, oh my god, I, when I, I was fortunate enough to book uh, a pilot called the Strip, uh-huh. which is Tom, Tom Lennon and Ben Grant, they did a pilot for NBC. Okay, and. It was Christmas, and I got a text message from Tom Lennon saying, Hey, like, we had this NBC thing. We wrote a part for you. I think if you're down, you know, would you like to do it? And so I was like, uh, yeah, yeah, of be course. Amazing. Uh, thank you. And then apparently the part didn't, like, they like kind of wrote it, like, they erased it. It wasn't going to happen. And then at last minute, they brought it back. Oh, wow. And so the week before filming, they're like, hey, you're back on the pilot. I was like, oh, I didn't know I was off the pilot. Okay, <laughs> thanks. And so they made, you know, they're like, we'll come to set on Monday. And mm-hmm. I got my own parking spot, which I teared up when I saw it. I was like, oh, my God, that's just a, just a parking spot alone. Well, yeah. I was like, wow. And we did the first day of rehearsal. We did the whole sitcom thing. It was great. And then I got the bomb news of, hey, like, network's gonna come and see the net the run through you have to basically fight for your job because you didn't audition oh they want to see why we selected you all they that have stuff a guy on standby what the oh, frick Jesus. yeah like no pressure <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay yeah no pressure and so like i i had my own dressing room it was cool and it was like a long it was like two hour two and a half hours before the network run through mm-hmm. so we got to have dinner and just chill and i was just like just like <laughs> freaking out like what the hell's going on and then i was like you know it's i had one scene one scene with a line that like comedically had to nail and so i did it and like we did the run, run through uh, you know we had all the blocking i did the thing i got a laugh when the after their meeting the uh Tom and Ben came up to me. They're like, hey, they like you. They want more of you. So we added you in four more other scenes. We kind of rejected you. Yeah. And so, like, you're becoming more of a of a series regular yeah, more yeah, than yeah, a yeah, co-star. Yeah. So for this, you'll be co-star. But, like, if it gets picked up, you're a series regular. Like, I was the fry cook in their Hooters-type restaurant. Oh, cool. So I would be like that the Hispanic fry cook who comes and say dumb shit, obviously get into trouble sure. with him. Uh, and... There was this moment where we, I had to do ADR lines, like kind of yelling from the back, uh-huh. and all the extras. This was during the, the the day of filming, so it was like like a small audience, extras, everybody on set, and I was in a on a chair with like the mic like hanging above me, and I did all these lines, and when they yelled cut, everybody started laughing, and that feeling was. I can't describe it other, other than, than I felt like this is what I want to do the rest of my life mm-hmm. it was so amazing that like it's like yeah this is what I'm, this is why I'm doing it not not because of the response it's just like the, the feeling that I'm getting doing what I love mm-hmm. that right now I'm living doing what I love I didn't think about anything else I didn't think about like where am I going to book next week what am I will this ever happen again I was just in the moment and I think that's something that a lot of us don't do when we actually are in the moment, when we book something, or when we actually are actually getting to play, and 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 we're booking and we're on set, we don't take our time to just appreciate. Yep. Appreciate the time on set. Learn. Make connections. Because honestly, it's few and far between. Until oh, totally. Until you get lucky and get into that like that role, but like you know, enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourself. Don't worry about where the next one's gonna be. Give your all to this one, as if tomorrow is never gonna be. Like you have to do it that way, because that's what's gonna make uh, every moment just wonderful. It's just every moment on set that you get to, all those auditions that led up to this. You know why would you why would you not be in the moment? Why would you not experience it and enjoy it? You know totally. So I that's just my advice to everybody who. No, that's I mean when you book, that's a like, great
0: outlook on you know? on how to treat it here because so many people can be negative about I'm not booking Very, this whatever, but yeah. then you uh, you know you will eventually get something and then that's whenever you need to take it in and appreciate it, like you said and uh, yeah. uh, really be grateful for the opportunity that you've been presented with. Uh, Justin, do you want to end? Uh, All right, the big
1: shabama lamp. So basically, <laughs> <woo>!
0: <laughs> it's just
1: I mean. uh, anytime Hollywood is bitch slap you're welcome to the hollywood bitch slap audience so anytime uh any like show bitch slaps or like agent bitch slaps casting bitch slaps just kind of anything in that realm hmm.
2: uh we're talking about the trolls like the internet trolls does that count
0: oh no yeah. that counts yeah that's pretty okay
2: fun. uh well i was talking i was telling them earlier uh i booked my how i got sag i booked this T.J. fridays commercial uh featuring Ali. uh Gandor, Gandor, who uh, is a UCB guy, a hilarious guy on the wait list. Uh, he's a great, great dude. And so he, he and I booked this T.J. Friday's commercial. And the the premise of the commercial was the hamburger. They're like Woody the hamburger is like giving out coupons. So like, if you add him on Facebook, you get a coupon for a free burger at T.J. Fridays. And so, the, the commercial, <laughs> what a great
1: marketing scheme! Yeah,
2: hey man, they ran it for like a year, I think. <laughs> Uh, so the premise of our commercial was that we're a bunch of dumb bullies in, I guess, high school, uh, playing <laughs> playing basketball, and Woody comes up with his bike, and I'm like, "Hey, give me your bike!" And, like I steal his bike, and he's like, "Oh, guys, like don't steal my bike." Have a free coupon for a burger. And then I guess I forget how it ends. I either say, yeah, I take it, or I just run off with his bike anyway. Uh,
1: Great marketing. And so,
2: yeah, so this this is displayed online. It's an online ad on Facebook, on Woody's page.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> and the trolls, the internet trolls, a troll is a, someone who's basically someone who can say whatever the fuck they want. He usually says something negative. And the first one that was really funny was like, What's that fat guy gonna do with that bike? Like, cause I stole his bike. So, I'm like, like, what's that fat motherfucker gonna do with that bike? And so I'm like, okay, that's that's clever. Yeah, probably not. I'm probably not gonna ride it. And then the other one was like, oh, like I, I thought that fat guy was gonna eat the, the big hamburger. I thought he was gonna say he's gonna eat the bike. Oh, one of them said, one of them said that he's gonna eat the bike. Uh, but then they got violent, dude. Like, this to me, why I couldn't stop reading those comments. <laughs> By the way, if you ever like get comments where you're being trolled, step away. Don't do it to yourself. It's a it's a fucking rabbit hole. Oh, and yeah. It just gets darker an, and darker. It gets darker. Like the, one of them one of them just straight up said, I want to kill that fat motherfucker. <laughs> and I was like, what? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Like I hope that guy's family dies. I hope he chokes on everything he eats. Oh, my it's
0: goodness. like Yeah and then, and then,
2: like there's there's this one girl who Defended me And then everyone Like <laughs> called her a bitch It's like <laughs> It's like What the You're fuck like, You're like, on the
0: wrong side girl
2: Yeah exactly and, and I just don't know why It's just It's a simple commercial Like And It really rattled Some people That I felt Bitchled by Hollywood I felt <laughs> bitchled by the Probably not by Hollywood but community just, like, By the internet
0: Yeah
2: <laughs> Yeah And uh, same thing happened to me When I was beta testing This Uh was like role playing game we were doing on on a stream podcast, mm-hmm. and the people that was it was on YouTube, so people were looking at it and commenting and chatting. And a guy was like, "I hope that fat motherfucker <laughs> chokes on something." I was like, "What? Oh, Are God. you kidding me? Jesus, yeah, come out of internet, nowhere!" Internet man. trolls is like, you know, when you start putting yourself out there, that's something you go you you're gonna face. But you know, it's a small token, and it's funny. Yeah. I think it's hilarious.
0: Well, that's cool that you that it doesn't like affect. Because yeah. some, sometimes it, it ruins people. my world. Like,
2: oh, I mean that day that I just couldn't stop reading them. So I think it did a psychologically do something. Oh like, yeah. yeah, Like I just kept scrolling down and I wanted to answer so many of them.
0: Oh totally. And
2: I was like, I had, like a part of me wanted to add them on Facebook and just like, I don't know what I wanted to do. Like chase them down, maybe make them. Like try to be my friend, I don't know. Just <laughs> that's what I say. Just step away. There's no good that comes from you dealing with the trolls. Just totally, it's true. Let them troll. Let them say what they let want. Let them do
0: their thing. More advice for Just you, walk listeners. Away. Just walk
2: away. <laughs> walk well, away. Well, where
0: can uh, people find you at and look you up uh, and all that stuff, uh, social media wise, Gian? Oh,
2: uh, you can find me at, uh, at Gian Molina. That's Twitter right there. Um, I'm building a website right now, so that's why we do a part two later down the line. I can have more for you Uh, but if you want to see me at IO I do a show called Doctor Who Live Mm -hmm. and that's every second and fourth Saturday of the month Uh, it's an improvised Doctor Who episode for all you nerds out there Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah and then I also do a podcast called the Nervous Jerk Podcast and the Podcast, which is a video game podcast so I'll have you guys on definitely the podcast, you gotta come on it yeah, play some games with me. Sweet. So yeah, for right now, just Twitter. I play hashtag wars uh, with at the at midnight. If you guys see that, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So find me on there, hang out with me, uh, and then Instagram. So
0: awesome. Woo! Well, thanks so much for coming by, buddy. We've uh, it was a so it was a fun, uh,
2: inspiring episode, dude. Sweet. I hope I inspire. I gotta do something. <laughs> I gotta make my mom proud somehow.
0: Well, I, today you did.
2: Yay!